Welcome to another edition of Fix Your Franchise. I don't know. If I was a little early on. Fix, fix it. Fix it. This is a premature. All right, wait, wait, wait. And three, two. Welcome to another edition of Fix Your Franchise. <laughs> fix it. There it is. There yeah, it is. Yeah, we nailed it. Bang a ring. We got you it. Just take two. I'm Adam Dirty. I'm here with Big Tug and Coach Red, as always. Uh, we're going to do a little bit of fixing on some franchises today. Uh, we're doing the Indianapolis Colts today. And here's the thing. Yeah. You might see us out and about. You might talk to us on Twitter, Instagram, and be like, man, this just seems like a normal guy. But if you listen to this podcast, you know that we are exceptional general managers. And that's what we're here to do. We're GM in the whole league. And today, mm-hmm. like I said, and we're going to fix this franchise real quick here. And like I normally do to start things off, I'm going to send it over to Coach Red, the mastermind behind this whole thing. Coach, what, what do the Colts got to do to fix their franchise? They were real close last year. Finish. They need to finish. So – they went into the last two games of the season needing one win out of those last two and had the Raiders and the Jaguars on tap. Here's a crazy stat. The Colts have not won in Jacksonville in like five years. And Jacksonville hasn't been good. And the Colts have been relatively good over the that time period. With the Colts, they decide to move on from quarterback. They keep doing this thing where they do a revolving door at quarterback where you've had yeah, they're the new Browns. Andrew Luck, Jacoby Brissett, Carson Wentz. Throw in there was one Rivers. In there. They tried Eason for a little bit. Rivers was in there. Philip Rivers, uh, Matt Painter. Let's go Let's way focus back on a different map. So they've been doing this thing where they get a new quarterback every single year. So they end up trading. Carson Wentz to the Washington Commanders and get a pretty darn good return on him, then go and get Matt Ryan for a third-round pick. Steal of a deal there. They ended up not make, being big players in the free agency period, but they've been big players in trades. Chandler Jones signs a deal with the Las Vegas Raiders. Las Vegas calls up calls up the Colts. They're like, yeah, we'll take Unique and Gakwe off your hands. What, what, what do you want in return? Rock you sin? Deal. Done. Straight up. Nothing else. Done and done. So they're a team that it's going to be interesting to see without Matt Everflus running the defense with him going to the Bears to see what this team does defensively because they've always performed better defensively than their individual pieces. But as a whole, they played really well together. Where I'm more concerned for them right now as we sit today Left tackle and wide receiver, baby. This offense needs a jolt. Definitely needs a wide receiver. That was going to be the first thing that I brought up because with what they did last year, their running back game is doing just fine. So they're doing all right on that. But who are you, who are you throwing to? And that's the thing with the Colts right now. I think you need an extra piece 
somewhere in that wide receiving core. And I'm not sure if I you mean, want to get a long distance guy or if you want to get a, like a slot somewhere. Ben's been serviceable. He He's coming into his own in year two. He had a pretty decent year. I, I feel like they've completely drawn almost a, just a dud on, on Paris Campbell right now. Dude was a stud coming out, but I feel like he leaves a, a lot to be desired in the wide receiver room. Uh, and then I guess next up would be what? Zach Pascal? Nope. Damn. He's gone. Is free agent or is he gone? He's gone. Oh, they got signed Kiki. with the Eagles. They got Kiki Kuti. This, this Solid. Is, this team right now rivals the Packers for worst wide receiver room. And you know what really put them over the edge? Jack Doyle retiring out of nowhere. Get- Don't get me wrong. They got some cap space out of it, big time. But what's the point? But you got Mo Alley Cox, a love of this podcast, signs a multi-year deal. Should be. I do love me some Mo Alley Cox. Some some basketball players playing tight end, love it. Um, where do they go? I think they. I wish they were up a little bit sooner in our podcasting sequence because I had a pretty solid pitch to get them Amari Cooper, but that fell. That would have been a great, great addition, but gone. Gone, gone. Let's see. What else did I have for him? Also gone. I want to be a wide a tight end, I think. I wanted Conklin. Out of uh, Minnesota to pair with Mo Alley Cox, but I don't see that happening either. Yeah, Colts are in a weird spot. They're like they're the best running, one of the best, best running backs in the league. Good. That they can lean on that. They can lean on that exactly, and now they've got one of the most established um, quarterbacks. Established, great word. Perfect. Thank, Thank you. you. I was trying to think of which word. I was going to go with mediocre, but opted for established. I was going to say reliable. I think would, would have probably been That's the worst. a good one, too. Landed on, but yeah, reliable slash established quarterbacks. He's good under, he's done it all. I mean, you almost said good under pressure, and we are on 328 day <laughs> recording this podcast. Are you kidding me? Uh, Sorry, Matty Ice. Wow. That was real close. Um, let's see here. Who's available? Dirty, you want to go back to Antonio Brown? No. They got to go uh, draft. They have to go draft. Oh, they absolutely do. Um, who's going to be available at that spot? Luckily, you see in this realm, second and third round wide receivers that become established. Michael Pittman Jr., who I like, he hasn't established himself yet, but he was a second round guy. So he was pretty good. He, he, he wasn't bad. He did okay. But you could, here's one guy that I'm going to throw out there that I think is surely on the table 
the ghost of T.Y. Hilton. I think T.Y. Hilton could come back and want to run it with Matty Ice throwing him the rock. Came back last year. He's yeah. not going to be a volume guy for you. Yeah. I've got I've got something else, a different direction I was going. Well, what, you already have that big receiver. still a free He's available he's, for, via trade, right? He's now. available for trade. So that's he's not still a bad option for them either, I don't think. Like, throw someone like him in the mix. I've got is I've got two with, with Matty Ice better. there. Like, I, he could, I think, use a guy like that. Because he's had his shining better off. I mean, he's definitely just talking over me. Who you got, Tug? What about Jameson Crowder? I can't get him. Signed uh-huh. a one-year deal with the Bills, four mil. Did he really? Yeah. How about Will Fuller? What we got for Will Fuller? Could be going on a prove-it deal. Took a little bit higher deal down in Miami, was not available. He could be a guy that fits in here. You've got some cap room to blow, maybe about seven mil, because I think he clocked in at about 10 to 12 Nine. last year. And yeah. Oh, I what about I mean seven. if you want to go with old reliables, um I don't see them signing Julio. But what if they did? But Ooh, that would if be they brought deadly. Julio in, that would be the smartest decision they ever made. Tug. Bring in you just reunited. You just fixed their you. franchise. You did it. You know, I was thinking about it. If you brought him in and then brought in another, you know, let's go back to established. What about Emmanuel Sanders? He's on. He's available, and he's a he's a good good player. I mean, all day and then all day. I say all day, pursue that. I yeah. got I've got I've got one more guy that that had a quiet but decent year being the third fourth option out in Arizona. Little old, bring in a mentor, AJ Green, also available and established. We're not going to have to call we're not like these guys are so established and so reliable we won't have to call them the colts anymore we can call them the show ponies let's just call yeah. them the show ponies they're going to be show horses but these are going to be yeah. very elder show ponies because this roster would be getting a lot older they're going to be like the budweiser Clydesdales, is what they're going to be like showing up on super bowl sunday and that's it showing up on super bowl sunday everybody's just waiting for it wouldn't that way. be a redemption story? Bring Julio back. Bring AJ Green in. Bring AJ Green Bring in. Emmanuel Sanders. Have all your receivers be over have, the age of thirty-three. A reliable quarterback who can get the ball to people. Yeah, Matty Ice you know still likes run the ball. Yeah, you're gonna run it, and then you know Matty Ice is still gonna get his thirty-five tosses. In. Yeah. What do you do? What do you do at left tackle? Do you try and run it back with? Eric Fisher, do you go get an established veteran, or do you look at the draft for that left left tackle spot because that is a glaring hole right now? You got that round two pick you could use on it and get Daniel Falele, the mountain Mm -hmm. of a man. Yep, he would be a mountain, but he's also a little bit of a project. A little bit, but when you're looking in round two, what about 
guy that's kind of been shooting up a little bit more recently, like an Abe Lucas out of Washington State. Yeah. I'd almost take Lucas first. He's probably going to be more set it and forget it, plug and play type guy compared to a Falele, just because of his his size. He has a lot of trouble recovering to the interior. Yeah. That's a lot of mass to move when you're talking 387. Yeah. You've also got a running back who can run both ways. Like he can be a power back if he needs to. I've seen him a little shoulder. I mean, he is top three in the league, probably, as far as like dynamic running backs go to where he can do either. Ooh. Yeah, he's up there. I'll- He's, he's a good one. He's maybe he's a five, really good one. top five, but he's definitely up. Yeah, there. he's not the like the fanciest, but he can hit a hole pretty good. Yeah. Plus, I think with what this team did and going and getting Quiddy Pay, like we had championed for them last year, <laughs> big Quiddy Pay fans, you partner him across from Unique and Gakwe. I mean, this defensive line just got scarier, and you got Darius Leonard patrolling the middle. I mean, this is a complete defense. I mean, that's kind of what they thrived on last year as well. I mean, Leonard patrolling the middle is basically their their bread and butter. I mean, he's uh, he's really setting the tone for middle linebackers. Yeah. And he, okay. They've got money to spend. What if they brought in Wagner? I don't think you compare him next to Leonard. They play the same position. Put Leonard on outside. Leonard uh, uh, is way uh, too good at being middle. We're in a 3 4. And they got DeForest Buckner in the middle, <laughs> Kenny Moore on the outside. I think you might be able to see a little bit of upgrade potentially in round three from the cornerback position. But I think the defense feels pretty solid. This is another team that I think could use a number two tight end, like we've talked about, for a lot of these teams. I mean, tight end two is a spot where Mo Alley-Cox has been tight end two for you for quite a few years now. Now he should be taking that lead role. What if you stay in division and go get, like, an Anthony Fersker? Is this backwards to you guys? Well, and you – or is that straightforward? No, it's forward. Look at those numbers. Those numbers are bananas. Those are that's Leonard in the middle, Erlacher on the right, Ray Lewis on the left. Yeah. Leonard is an absolute stud. Insane. Yeah. Like he's first four seasons in his NFL career, he's putting Erlacher and Ray Lewis stats, you know, pushing them down the dirt. Just uh, he's setting a new tone. Wrecking the curve for everybody else is what he's doing. Mm, sorry, little tangent. Where are we going? Hopefully back to the playoffs like, with the Colts. Oh, good one. They will not. Carson Wentz isn't there. All right. Tackle. So I'm, I'm thinking they're, they're going to be – it ain't going to happen again. They're going to make the playoffs. They're not going to shit the bed like that again. There's no way. 
Well, here's a guy that we that we really haven't talked about, but if we want to talk about an established outside linebacker to pair in this team, what about a KJ Wright who had a sneaky good season last year for the Las Vegas Raiders? This is a guy who spent majority of his career in the playoffs can still make plays. He's a little bit older, but if we're turning these Colts into show ponies with the established reliable guys, KJ Wright is a guy that could come in and plug and play with a player like Darius Leonard. Yeah. He is reliable. I like it. I like the idea of it. Um, it's going to cost you four mil. It's going to four mil. What if you address linebacker in the draft? What what draft pick do they have? Round two, 40. pick 42, round three, 73, round four, 122. I mean, for or me. A, or do you grab a cornerback? I'm going corner or cornerback. wide out or tackle potentially with those first two picks, depending on what else I do in free agency. For me, outside outside coverage linebacker isn't a big ask for this team right now. I'm not going to use the draft capital when I have such glaring holes at such premier positions where I'd much rather have those guys locked in for a longer period of time than a coverage linebacker. 42. You're thinking I'm thinking cornerback. Corner wide receiver tackle. What if Pickens is there? Do we like Pickens at 42? Or is he too comparable to Pittman? I don't care if he's comparable to Pittman. I can have one of each on either side. It's true. Then Paris Campbell true. can run the slot. I I've got a guy up my boards and I think he's shooting up other people's boards is Darian Kendrick. Cornerback, Georgia. Oh, he, I, I saw a highlight like, reel of him actually two nights ago. Dude's a yeah, dude. dude. No, he, he's a dog he's is what he is. <laughs> he is. He is not afraid to lay some hat from the cornerback yeah. position. He's He's not the lengthiest, but he's got, you know, three-year starting experience. He's, he's six foot, 200 pounds, so he's got size. Um, and he sheds blocks well in the video that I saw. He does. He, he gets after. He gets after the backfield. Yeah. Like little screen I mean, passes. I like where, he's got like that. He's got that, like, shoulder dip that he can, like, poop. Yeah, he's working his way up my list pretty quickly. Um, I don't see him jumping like a Kyer Elam at all, or even, you know, I mean, another another guy that I could see falling to 42, and it's a stretch, but Roger McCreer, yep. I don't think he falls that far, but he hasn't, he didn't show out. Uh, at the combine, like a lot of people thought he was going to, he was just middle of the pack. Um, but he, he's just a very, very 
serviceable corner, same kind of deal. Senior, you know, has quite a bit of starting experience down there in the SEC. Those are two guys I could easily see them picking at 42, um, especially if the tackles that they're possibly coveting are gone before them. Yeah, and then I could see them if you want to go, if you want to go tackle corner there, round three, pick 73, guy that I've kind of fallen in love with is kind of that early to mid-round sleeper. Calvin Austin out of Memphis, this guy is a slot supreme, has great get-off from the line of scrimmage. I think that if you're looking at 73 and you address another position and need at 42, this guy's plug-and-play. This is this is slot supreme. Great get-offs, a little undersized, but you know what? Matt Ryan has done well with slot receivers over the course of his career. When you look at Muhammad Sanu running the slot, you look at uh, Russell Gage running the slot form more recently. There's been these guys that have just popped up and played very well with Matt Ryan running the slot. What about John Mechie, Mechie at, at 73? If he's available, the guy's got the pedigree. Yeah, he absolutely does. I mean, there's, there's a handful. I mean, I, I also like Sky Moore. Um, I've seen Western Sky Moore pushing, pushing into the first pretty heavily, though. I don't no think he's going to be around in the middle of the second. First. No, but if he's there at 42. I don't think he's going to be there. I think he's gone in the first at 42? 40. Really? Well, you just blew up my draft board. I mean, how about Christian Watson? So you're going to be there at 42? He's been skyrocketing, too. I've seen him French first round. Oh, yeah, I've seen him there, but, you know, unless there's a run on receivers. I think there's going to be, especially when you look at when you look at what's happened with the Chiefs and with the Packers, that you could be looking at a run towards the end of the first round for those two teams in particular. Yeah, but do you see a run of do you see a run of eight or nine? I mean, because realistically. I mean, Christian Watson slots in about that eighth receiver kind of role. I mean, because you've got Pickens, you got Dotson, you've got. I think Pickens. Slot, I think right eight. now Pickens slides behind Sky Moore and Christian Watson, from what I've been seeing. Yeah, there's so much that they can do at 42. It all. It. I mean, it depends on the on the fall. You know how the dice rolls with with the Chiefs coming up late in the in the first Packers having two picks Chiefs having two picks right there I mean I think those two teams are really going to determine whether whether they go offense or defense very much at 42 they could blow up the wide receiver the wide receiver draft class with with those picks towards the tail end of the first round for sure yeah it would absolutely blow the whole thing up and then you know either it's going to get a run and people you know reaching for a couple of uh, of picks that they shouldn't be or they're going to switch and just go to their next biggest need, which would be corner. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. All right. I like it. Well, since we lost uh, the third wheel here in dirty, just 
ghosted us here on the pod. I think that we're about, well, wait, we've got a lifeline. He said his internet just crashed. All right. Dude, well, get on my dial-up line. With Without Dirty, I guess we're just going to have to close it down. I think that we've outlined some ways with what the Colts have already done and what they can do here in the next coming month or so leading up into the NFL draft, where they can look potentially a little bit in free agency, what they can do in the draft. Gee, dang it, if we didn't help fix this franchise, at least get them back into the playoffs. A couple they're, ideas. They're right there. They're right there. They've been on the door for a couple of years now, and it's time time to put these guys back in the playoffs and hopefully make a run. So Indianapolis, we're here for you. That will do it for us here at Fix Your Franchise. Tune in later for our next episode about your other favorite teams. Peace. Peace.